Helping us all understand how we can make an environmental difference. This is KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond. Well, welcome along to the first of our special series of shows here on KCLR called Ecological, KCLR's special series of programmes looking at the global environmental challenges facing us all, breaking them down into bite-sized chunks and helping us apply them to our daily lives. Over the coming weeks, we'll be covering specific environmental topics like food, transport, fashion, shopping, farming and home retrofitting, all in a way that makes sense to you and maybe even me. And we might even help you save some money along the way in the as we all take those small little steps towards saving the planet. Well, I know about as much as the next man when it comes to the environmental, as much or as little, whatever way you want to look at. But we're going to look at that over the next few weeks and look at all the small little bits of information that we can provide you to understand what you can do best. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be talking to Anthony Mannion from our show's sponsor, La Hearts Motors, Fiona Smidley, accountant turned environmentalist um, from greenoutlook.ie, and Eleanor Duggan from the Little Green Grocer here in Kilkenny. Also, Jeanette O'Brien, Environmental Awareness Officer with Carlow County Council, will be joining us. But before we get stuck into all of that, I've got a lovely little bit of audio I'd like to play for you. It comes from the EPA's website, and it just highlights the challenges that we're facing in relation to the environment here in Ireland. While COVID-19 dominated the news in 2020, Climate change, the defining challenge of our time, continued to worsen. The outlook for Ireland's environment is not optimistic. Emissions continue to rise, our pristine waters are on the decline, and habitat destruction threatens our biodiversity. Environmental indicators across many areas are going the wrong way. But the good news is, we have the solutions. It's now time to implement them. It's been a difficult year, but one that has also helped remind us of how important our blue and green spaces are. How crucial they are to our health and well-being. And that now, more than ever, it's vital that we protect them. This has all led to a growing understanding among us and our policymakers that change is needed. Every four years, the Environmental Protection Agency publishes a State of the Environment report based on findings from our researchers. It's like a scorecard, examining every aspect of our environment. And while there are areas that are improving, it has revealed many areas that are not. Transitioning to a carbon-neutral economy will mean change. Changes to how we get around, how we farm the land, and changes in how we power our homes and businesses. But with these changes come cleaner air and cleaner water. It's hard to feel optimistic during the pandemic, but maybe this is Ireland's chance to hit the reset button. A chance to move away from a throwaway economy to a circular one. A time to move toward a more equitable society. One that lives in balance with the natural world. Everything in our environment is interconnected. 
and so too has to be our approach. A single overarching policy position is needed. A vision to protect Ireland's environment into the future. We all have a role to play, whether it's government, businesses, communities or as individuals. And with the help of our State of the Environment report, we can all contribute to the protection of our environment and ultimately our health. Well, there you go. That audio is from the EPA's website. It just gives us a little bit of an insight as to the challenges facing us all here um, in terms of battling the environmental change. This show is not going to be about facts and figures. It's going to be about the simple little things that you and I can do. We may have somebody on with a, a doctorate or a professorship at some point, but we'll try and keep things simple for you. I hope you enjoyed that audio. Now, our first guest this evening um, is from our show sponsored, La Hearts Motors. We have got a special coming up in a few weeks' time specifically related to EVs. Um, and the swap over to them so we might touch on them a little bit but we won't be focusing on that this evening we're more interested in um, La Hearts as a business and joining me from La Hearts is Anthony Mannion who is the head of sales for Volkswagen at La Hearts good evening Anthony how are you? Evening Brian how are you? Great listen thanks for joining us first of all I know you've had a busy day up at the garage keeping things ticking over but uh, I suppose first of all people might sort of look and say you know a motoring company sponsoring an environmental show but I mean going green is a huge part of that whole industry at the moment isn't it? Oh, massive, yeah. Like, you can see this everywhere along the news with any, any sort of motor industry, especially with Volkswagen. Um, they're making definitely making big efforts to try and do their part in, in, in the whole process as well. And how's that trickling down from the likes of the big dealers, you know, the, the head offices, if you like, and, and, and transporting itself down to the individual dealerships? Is there a lot of focus on how the buildings themselves and the work practices within the hearts? I mean, we've got stickers and notices up around the building here at KCLR reminding us to turn off lights and, and so on. Yeah. Does that filter down to the actual work practices that you use in store, shall we say? Ah, it does, yeah. Like, like we're making the effort there ourselves recently. That we, we, we've gone paperless now with all sales processes from ordering the cars, uh, uh, deposit receipt, sales order, it can be all done paperless now, um, all, all done online with email. Um, so it's definitely, it's only a small change, but it's something that will save uh, save us in the long run. Yeah, and energy usage in the buildings must be quite big. I mean, you think about those, those and I know you've had a refit actually up, I think, in the, in the showrooms recently. Hmm. Um, you know, energy costs up there must be quite huge, but I presume they're all LED lighting and all that all sort LED of stuff. Yeah, now, yeah. Just, just all, all sort of low running cost LED light, giving a better display then as well. It makes the shore more noticeable from the road. Yeah, and you can see that even in the styling, this is a, there's a sort of, I mean, even some of the car brands are talking about eco styling within cabins and, you know, that type of stuff as well. So you can see there's definitely a move that way. But how's it translating onto the sales floor itself? I mean, people coming in and out, not everybody is obviously transferred into EVs, but is there a general sort of inquiry, you know, even if they might not go for it this time, what sort of percentage of your customers are at least asking the questions around EVs now? Oh, there's definitely a, there's a massive interest there. Like, it's, uh, I'd say nearly every customer is interested in some way or the other, even if they're not thinking about buying the car this time. Like, they'll tell us, that, look, maybe the next car that we're going to go for might be the electric, but they'll do a bit of research with us at the time. Um, we're getting probably 40, 50% of customers at the, at the minute in inquiring about buying an electric car. Really, that much? Um, it's, it's, it's ever since, really ever since the COP26 meeting they had in, in Scotland there, there's a bit, been a massive jump in it, and I think the change is probably going to come a lot quicker than, than we thought. Yeah, I mean, because that's sort of double-edged sword with that, because I think some of the... the 
targets that were set by government are probably inachievable in terms of what you're actually going to do. And certainly this time last year, I would have said, yeah, I'm going to get nowhere near that. But whatever it is, maybe it's to do with the lockdown and people revisiting all that type of stuff as well. Maybe they're travelling less because the fewer of them doing those big commutes. There generally seems to be, you know, if I spoke to somebody last year and said I was thinking about going electric, with the greatest respect, most of them would have went, are you mad? Yeah. Not now. Most of them are going, oh yeah, well what are you finding out? And they, everybody around the place seems to know a lot more about it. So you can definitely see why there's that sort of interest there. How long do you think it will take to get to the point where EV cells outstrip your traditional diesel petrol models? I'd say like, it's probably it's still going to be a few years away. They, they, they need to get the, the sort of options expanded a bit that you have your small city car right up to the five seven seat family family car that can be used that you have an option of of going either side of it yeah and um, that that you can you can offer the customer if they want to stick with the diesel or you can get the very same car in in the electric and a lot more people are becoming more self-conscious of what the decision they're making for for the environment really they're, they're trying to do their bit as well and um, if there's an option there for them to go the green side the they probably would be interested in looking at it. They'll take it, yeah. And what sort of typical savings are people sort of seeing at the moment? It must be, obviously, the cars. There's this general conception that the cars are more expensive than your standard petrol or diesel family car, and that's a fact. We all know that they are still that little bit more expensive at the moment. Not maybe as much as people think, but a little bit more so. But the potential savings are huge, aren't they? Oh, it's massive, yeah. Like, uh, look, we've, we've grants there from the SAI on, on the electric cars, which are helping bridge the gap Um the, when, you, when you hear people saying that they are a lot more expensive, it is exaggerated a bit. Um, they are slightly, as you were saying, slightly more expensive than a normal car. But in terms of the saving, what you get from and we obviously know that the price of fuel at the pumps now is, is going to the roof and it doesn't seem to be stopping. So no. um, by charging the car up, like you're going to be saving yourself hundreds every week. Mm. And that range anxiety is becoming less and less. I mean, the, the more modern um, iterations of those electric vehicles, you're talking about 500 kilometre ranges or in and yeah, around. Yeah, in and yeah, around. Like you're, you're, talking, you're talking 400 plus anyway, like on, on some of the, 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 the bigger kilowatt batteries. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that goes out the window as well. Yeah. The other thing that's obviously putting people off or could put people off is the charging network. Again, that's something that needs to be addressed and probably improved. But I think for most people, if you've got a charge point at home, mm. um, which is not that expensive to do because you've got, okay, headline prices are maybe a grand, 1,200 quid, but then you've got the SEAI grant that's available. I think it's around about 600 quid 600, for most people yeah. to come off that. It's 600 euros to give you that convenience. And the likelihood is you're going to come out every morning with a full battery that's going to do you four, 450, 500 kilometers. Very few people will commute more more than that on a regular basis so that takes that that um that range anxiety out of the question as well is that a question that you tend to get a lot from people oh well what happens if i run out of you know juice if you want to put it that way that's it like you just put it back to people you ask you're asking them like the car is going to do 400 kilometers in the day like i said how often we just drive more than that in one day Mm. um and like the good thing with volkswagen as well we can supply the the wall box for you as well so it can all be ordered through ourselves, it's it's all on Trueli, which which is Volkswagen's uh, sister company that supplies the wall box. Um, and again, as you're in order in the car, you can order your wall box at the same point. So it's, you're literally just it's a one stop shop for for your everything you need with your car. And where do you see the future for not just Lahart, of course, but all of the car manufacturers and car dealerships across Carlo and Kelly Kilkenny over the next couple of years? <laughs> How long is it going to be before you've got people scratching their head when somebody walks in looking for a diesel vehicle? Um, Ten years? Uh, I'd say around it. Like I don't think it, I don't think diesel is going to stop overnight. Like it's still it's still very popular seller. It's still a good. It's a green. Like all of our brand new Volkswagen cars, they're all EU five, EU six diesel engines. So they're they're actually they are a lot cleaner than than what they're being told. Um, so I think there's still a market definitely for that. Okay. 
so that market is um, going to continue for a while. Yeah, it's going to be decades. Probably not within my lifetime or yours before we pull up to a petrol pump and there isn't a pump to be seen anywhere in sight for sure. Um, be, I said we've got that EV special coming up in a few weeks' time. We'll drill more into all the models that are available and talk about pros and cons and get into the whole thing a little bit more. But um, what have you guys got coming in the next couple of months up at the heart in that EV side of things to, to further expand that range of choice for people who might be looking at electric vehicles? Yeah, well, we have the the, the ID4 obviously that was launched very successfully last year, and the ID3. We'll have the ID4 GTX, which will be our high performance four wheel drive option uh, in it, which will be arriving in the next few months. And then also we had the new ID5 um, coming close to the summertime, which would be like something similar to the ID4, just in a, in a sleek sort of coupe um, style. Yeah, yeah, it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, the further that that range expands, the better it's going to be. Well, listen, thanks for the sponsorship of the show. It's going to make a huge difference because over those next 10 weeks, we're going to take your support and use it to try and help educate people a little bit more and give them little bit bite sizes. Thanks for coming in to see us today. Um, and as I said, we'll have you back in a couple of weeks' time and we'll talk more about the full EV range that's available up in La Hearts Motors. You're listening to Ecological here on Casey It's Brian Redmond. I'm with you right the way through till 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock this evening. Stay with us because after the break, we'll be talking to Fiona Smedley um, who is an accountant turned environmentalist Carlo Kilkenny KCLR You're very welcome back to Ecological here on KCLR with Brian Redmond with you through till 7 o'clock this evening Now, Fiona Smitty is a Corconian and despite that being a chartered accountant decided back in 2018 to completely change tack and give up her secure job in inverted commas if there is such a thing and to set up a company Green Outlook It's now a thriving business offering customers a range of products to help us all lessen our environmental impact Fiona, you're very welcome to Ecological here on KCLR. Good evening, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Well, firstly, are you mad giving up uh, what they might call in old parlance a proper secure job to live the green dream? Well, I suppose it wasn't more so that I jumped, but I was pushed. Um, The renewable energy company that I worked for at the time actually closed down and I was made redundant. So I opted to go travelling and it was at that point that I kind of opened my eyes to the impact of the climate crisis and how we could have, um, you know, a personal impact and I came home and set up Green Outlook. And was that your eureka moment while you were travelling abroad? Absolutely. You know, I saw the first-hand impact of the climate crisis. I visited countries like um, the San Blas Islands where I saw the rising sea level. I walked on the glaciers in New Zealand that were in constant retreat and I thought about how my shopping habits at home were impacting, you know, worldwide and I, I knew that I needed to make some changes at home. And I mean, when you set up the business originally, I mean, what, what were the major challenges that you first faced when setting that business up? Because it would have been a relatively, excuse the, the, the language, a niche sort of market at that time, particularly, wouldn't it? It was, yeah. And I suppose like the, the first thing was um, getting around family and friends, you know, that kind of that barrier where they were like, why are you doing this? You know, and they didn't really understand. But uh, as soon as I started selling online the products, um, and people started to love them, and uh, my family, I think they came around to it. And uh, the popularity of Green Outlook now has just shown that I, I was... Uh, I was right. I told you so yeah. moment, is it? <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, over the next 10 weeks, we've got a series of programmes coming up, and we'd love to have, have you back at some point to talk in a little bit more detail about the areas around shopping environmentally and stuff like that. So don't worry about it being short and tight this evening. We'll definitely be talking to you again. But one of the questions that I did want to ask you tonight, you know, is that consumer culture here in Ireland changing, or is it still got quite a way to go? 
I think definitely, just like Anthony said, there is definitely more awareness of the need for change, but many consumers are struggling to understand like the right choices, particularly with the rise in greenwashing now. Um, and the message I'd love to share is that you don't have to be the perfect environmentalist, but you do have to act. You know, uh, buy less, buy local, buy better, and understand the impact of your daily spending habits. Well, talking about spending, I mean, is it still considered to be expensive? I mean, let's face it, shopping shopping sustainably is probably a fractionally more expensive than it would be to go up to the high street, the big supermarket chains. But are you seeing those prices starting to come down? Not really coming down, but I feel like some products can be perceived to be more expensive. But like, let's say, a reusable razor, you know, you have an upfront cost to that, but then you're saving long-term. Similarly, like retrofitting your house, you know, these things can seem expensive at the output, but uh, in the long run, you're making saving. And many things as well, like you have benefits to your health as well as, as your wallet. Um, and like with the products that I sell, you're buying local, sustainable, you know, you're thinking about different things like fair wage, you know, no palm oil and less waste as well. Yeah, so it can make a big, big, big difference. Um, apart from, obviously, the online shop that you've got at greenoutlook.ie, what other services does the business actually offer? So I do a range of talks for um, businesses and for their employees and as well for kids, um, you know, just talking about different areas that, uh, in our lives uh, that we can make changes, whether it be, you know, choosing to walk or cycle or take public transport instead of driving or, you know, how we can reduce food waste or personal things that I've done sharing experiences like in 2019 I bought no new clothes um, I wanted to reassess and reevaluate my wardrobe you know trying to avoid the trends and being more sustainable and avoiding fast fashion so I share experiences with um, with people just to encourage them to rethink their, their lifestyle and did you find that difficult to do I mean it, without sounding chauvinistic about it as a man I don't think I've bought that many new clothes over the last 10 years but that's just because I hate shopping really more than anything else is that a, a big cultural change that we've got to do to try and maybe re-educate younger people that you don't have to be buying this disposable clothing going out shopping every single weekend if you know and learn the skills that uh, will allow you to dress sustainably yeah i think like social media obviously has a big impact when we're seeing all these people doing fashion hauls but uh really like the thing for me when i moved out of dublin to head off traveling like when i had to pack up the whole apartment and I realised that I had loads of clothes but I still felt like I had nothing to wear you know and I was spending so much money but that year it allowed me to like reevaluate like okay what was my style you know and I, I realised that okay if I have some good jeans you know and I take care of them and some nice tops you know I don't have to be continuously adding to my wardrobe uh, and second hand shops charity shops I love buying second hand you know um, like we recently just and moved into our own home and we pretty much furnished the whole house with second-hand furniture and we saved ourselves a fortune as well as buying, getting some incredible pieces. And I mean, some of those pieces that you get in terms of their actual intrinsic value would be much, much, much higher than the flatback stuff that you might be able to buy. Maybe slightly cheaper, but probably won't last you as long. Some of them vintage pieces are, as they suggest, as the name suggests, timeless. Yeah, everything is solid wood. And, like, we've decided to leave them all as they are for now, but there's plenty of tutorials online if we want to paint them, you know, or change the, the different doorknobs and different things on them to upcycle them as such. But, uh, you know, they're perfect as they are. Well, if you were to give our listeners this evening one tip as, a you know, somebody who might be considering starting living a little bit more sustainably, should they start with clothes? Should they start with food? Should they start with furniture? Where would you suggest would be a nice place for them to start, Fiona? I think everyone's lifestyle is, is different and, you know, something, some people, you know, they can't 
take public transport or walk, you know, they have to drive. So it really depends on your own lifestyle. But the best thing to do is start talking to people within your household or your, your friends group and then just start to look online. You know, Green Outlook, we have a blog online where we share ideas. Um, you know, you can connect in, I'm sure, with local groups, even like, um, you know, volunteering in different things like, you know, your local tidy towns. You're going to meet like-minded people who have the same kind of um, goals as you and, and the same values and you'll learn from them about what they're doing what you can incorporate into your lifestyle Well Fiona I mean I'm, I'm, I'd be delighted to talk to you again at some point over the remainder of this series because there's obviously a huge amount of stuff that you guys are doing up at Green Outlook but in the meantime if people wanted to find out a little bit more about what you do and, and pick up on some of those blog contents um, where can we find you? So the website is greenoutlook.ie and I have actually set up a coupon code for the KCLR listeners. So it's just KCLR at the checkout. You get 10% off and it's valid until the end of March. So there's no rush to go out tonight or anything and buy anything. Um, you know, take your time. And then we accept one for all uh, gift, card, gift cards as well and we have our own gift vouchers. Uh, you'll find me on social media as well at Green Outlook. Um, I'm on all the social media channels and I'd love to connect with you and uh, talk to people there about what they're doing or what questions they have. Well, that's fantastic, Fiona. And we'll get that we'll get that social media code off you so um, we can share it with all our listeners. But looking forward to talking to you over the coming weeks. Fiona, thank you for joining us this evening on Ecological here on KCLR. Thanks so much, Brian. Yeah, lots still to come over the next uh, 25 minutes or so. A little bit later on, we'll be talking to a fabulous local business um, who is making huge efforts to try and um, offer tasty, tantalising food and produce to all the local Kilkenny people um, in a sustainable way. And we'll also be talking to the Environmental Awareness Offer from Carlow County Council. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you a little bit of music just to think about everything we've said so far. It's Niall Horan with Nice to Meet You.
listening to KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond. In association with La Hartz Volkswagen, discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Well, you're welcome back to Ecological on KCLR. Now, no matter how hard we try um, as individuals to do our bit for the environment, it's a battle that won't be won without the help of the state. And, of course, our state representative here at local level is, of course, our county councils. And joining me on the line now is Environmental Awareness Officer from Carlow County Council, Jeanette O'Brien. Good evening to you, Jeanette. Good evening, Brian. God, you make me sound terribly important there. Well, you are extremely important. It's only little old me, you know. <laughs> but you're extremely important for at least the next 15 or 20 minutes, at fine, least, anyway. Fine. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm making somebody say great. Well, listen, before we start, tell us a little bit about your background. Are you an environmentalist by trade, as it were, or how did you get involved in this role with Carlow County Council? Well, would you believe, I suppose, my journey with environmental and being interested in the environment really started maybe about 25 years ago with my son. I wasn't working in the county council at all at the time. I was working in the private sector in finance. And my son got involved in the Green Schools programme through school. And he was coming home and he actually started to teach me. I went home one day, I think I was telling you, there wasn't a battery left in the house. Nothing was working. But he was after collecting all the batteries because he wanted to bring them into school for the Green Schools <laughs> programme to win a pencil. So he started to teach me about recycling and things like that, you know. So um, I, I ended up working in the county council. I was in the community department. I don't come from an environmental background. And I just saw the huge need for all of us for change in terms of the earth. Um, and I worked a lot of community groups, residents, associations, volunteer groups all around Carlo then for a long time, you know, and I suppose that in itself drove me that the appetite was there from our community groups around Carlo and from Joe Soap to want to do something different. In the beginning, it was just the recycling element, you know, that we were looking at, we knew that we needed to recycle. And as time went on, I became more and more interested in the whole area. So I have a genuine personal passion for the environment. And then I um, became the environmental awareness officer here in the County Council about four and a half years ago. So I'm here ever since trying to save the climate one CO2 emission at a time. Yeah. And since I became a grandmother three years ago my interest has really really stepped up because I realise now okay for all of us it might be in our time frame you're looking at 2050 you know when we're looking at zero emissions for as a country it's a long time away blah 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 but I have two little guys out there now you know and they deserve the very same you know clean air clean safe water access to safe food all of the same things that we take for granted now they actually deserve that when they're adults. I want them to be a grandparent, a lucky grandparent like I am now, enjoying the same simple things that I do in my life. So that's really what drives me more than ever now. It's about their future, not just Well, you certainly sound driven, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. And uh, look, as I said to you on the phone earlier on, over the next 10 weeks, we're going to take each of these individual topics and drill into them in a lot more detail. Tonight, it's just about introducing everybody to everybody else and having a little bit of an overview of it. So talking about an overview, what does your job role involve on a day-to-day basis up in the county? Well, in the County Council in Environment, I suppose it's, it's you know, we set out every day with, an, with a time, you know, we have a calendar of events for the year, we have different statutory obligations under different legislation that we have to comply with, but it's literally, we have a very small, tight climate team in here, environment team in Carlow County Council, so you have enforcement and you have awareness, so we're bringing out the carrot, we're teaching people, but we also have a little bit of a stick if you don't comply, so you're looking at litter, waste, air, noise, water, all of those, it's a really, really big brief that a small 
small team of us have to look at. So you could be, you know, today could be something around look, doing household inspections to ensure that people that are obliged to have their brown bin and are using their brown bins in their home. Tomorrow I could be talking to uh, a group or working with the public participation network and doing a presentation to groups around climate impact and what you can do in your daily life. It's because, you know, looking at the likes of, of the, the massive mammoth task we have as a society and a community and a global community, indeed, you know, to tackle this problem of climate change, it's a marathon. And, and people can get overwhelmed and they can think, oh my goodness, what can I do? It's not my responsibility. Who's going to do something? But if you think about what a marathon is, it's a big long race made up of millions of single steps. And to me, if we all take this single step together, we are actually running that marathon, you know. So a lot of my role would involve working with people to understand that we can all take action while everybody else needs to we're all part of the solution as well so it's a little bit carrot and a little bit stick educational and enforcement all sorts of rolled into the one thing but the other thing that you've got to do is you've got to educate people you've got to get the word out there in terms of you know the information and the supports that are available across the county councils right across the country not just here in Kilkenny and Carlow what sort of educational programs have you guys got in place either through the general run-of-the-mill education systems i.e. the kids schools and for the general population as well Okay, well, starting off, even we have to educate ourselves internally as organisations. So, you know, in councils, we very different functional areas, say, of housing and roads and finance and planning and all those different areas. So there's a big body of work in terms of internal education. So, you know, and that's working at the moment, you know, even, you know, say, through changes in legislation that are coming down. But we were kind of proactive in Carlow in the first place. So the likes of things like our roads changing the lights to LEDs reduces carbon emissions. The likes of our housing, the new bills are there, the great BER ratings, you know, our local enterprise office, even through business communities are bringing out great programs that are looking at climate action and promoting the use of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So all of that kind of stuff happens in-house. And then you go to your schools. So, you know, with the schools, the Green Schools programme is going now 25 years. It's a fantastic programme. You know, most of the schools in Carlow are signed up and it's, uh, it's each, each flag, you know, they, they work towards getting, they have targets and objectives. Each flag then is a two-year process. So the, it's fantastic in the schools. And even through the schools as well, a lot of the stuff now is actually built into the curriculum. So that has changed, which is fantastic. But then you work with, say, the likes of IT Carlow and their Green campus you know you will be working with some of your business community in terms of the segregation of food waste and a how they are more cost effective for a local business but also the big added bonus for me is the reduction then of the methane gases you know and then supporting the likes of the circular economy so looking at stuff that we would normally throw away and reusing again and putting them back into the economy creating jobs creating employment while looking after the environment at the same time so all of that kind of stuff is out there we've lots of partners we work with the likes of three cea our energy agencies seai you know we work with the regional climate offices we work with the southern region waste management offices so we bring all of those things together you know kind of like like a cake mix to, per- to make the perfect sponge and then you've lots of great fabulous local groups like County Carlow Environmental Network, the Beekeepers Association, Carlow Birdwatch, all of these people were all working towards the same thing. So it's wonderful when you can come and bring all that awareness together and bring it out then as a package to people. But for me, the important thing is to take the myth out of things. Everything comes in jargon and there's acronyms. And oh, I hate all that stuff. Oh, it drives me nuts. So for me, I love part of my role is to bring it and talk to Joe Soap in a way that they can understand, look, this is what's happening. 
this is what you can do. Are you ready to get up off your butt and let's go do it together and to empower people to be the change that's needed and be the change that they want to see. So that's my favourite part of my job. Well, Jeanette, you've mentioned three things there that will be of particular interest to my next guest um, because you mentioned sponges, i.e. cakes, you mentioned <laughs> businesses and you mentioned food waste because I want you to stay on the line because after this little break we're going to be joined in studio by Eleanor Duggan um, who's, along with her sister Sarah, are very, very much responsible for the little green grocer in Parliament Street in Kilkenny. So, Jenna, if you stay with us on the line, we'll take the little yeah. break and we can let the two of you guys have a chat. You're break, listening break. to KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond in association with La Hearts Volkswagen. Discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartsvolkswagen.ie. You're very welcome back to Ecological here on KCLR. It's just coming up on 10 to 7. Don't forget the farm show is coming your way after 7 o'clock. But we have, as I said, we were joined on the line by Jeanette O'Brien, the Environmental Officer from Carlow County Council. And Eleanor, I want to, Eleanor Duggan is also with us in studio from the Little Green Grocers in Parliament Street. Good afternoon or good evening at this stage, Eleanor. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Brian. You're very welcome along. So you heard uh, Jeanette talking about things like businesses needing to play a big role in these environmental changes. We talked about food waste. What was the concept or the idea or the thought that brought yourself and your sister Sarah to the the principle of opening the Little Green Grocer? I guess we've always been interested in and... You've always been interested in the environment and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we wanted to start a business that was basically reflected how we live ourselves. Um, We... um, our focus is on natural, local, sustainable and delicious food. Um, so that's that's how we lived our own lives. So, did, so this was part of your life before you even opened the business itse- itself? Yeah, absolutely. We would like it, it's an it's a real part of 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 who we are and how we live. Uh, the choices that we would have made before we started yeah. um, the shop are very much reflected in, in our business today. And where did that ethos in you guys as people come from? Was it from your parents or was it from your upbringing or was it something that you came to, I don't mean later in life to suggest you're anywhere near it, but it came a little bit later in life or has it always been there? Um, well, for me, um, I guess I was that teenager who was a, you know, a vegetarian, really interested in environmental issues. Um, and from there, I, you know, I, I when I when I left Kilkenny and went to college in Dublin, I studied sociology and focused on environment and environmentalism and um, health and healing. So I was very interested in natural health and natural healing. And I guess um, that idea that um, that our own personal environment and the um, the wider environment are very much integrated. What's good for us personally in terms of our personal health um, is is also what, what is good for the environment, um, for our in planet, general, basically. Yeah. Jeanette, are there many businesses now cropping up across, I know you're responsible for Carlow in particular, but are there many businesses across Carlow and Kelly and Kilkenny that are as green focused as the little green grocery store is? Yeah, I have to say I've seen quite a few even around Carlow Town and around Tullow, you know, and I love what they're doing in Little Green Grocer, you know, and it's fantastic to see businesses. And I mean, we all talk about sustainability and I, I, there's a lot of people don't understand what sustainability is. So it's that we can keep living our life the way we are without taking away from future generations. And that's what we've been doing as a society. So you look at like, I know Thrive and Tullow are very much on the same line as Little Green Grocer. You know, it's all about shopping local. Um, you have Be Nice here in Carlow Town and you have Bake Cafe 
buffet and they're like it's wonderful what they're doing to go in and have a chat but like what they're doing as well is supporting the local economy they're shopping local they're cutting down on things like travel miles you know by shopping local as well so there's your massive environmental impact you know where your food came from the other thing that they're doing as well is you know they're supporting that circular economy that I mentioned earlier on so by shopping somewhere like this who's supporting local these are the people that you're going to go for to, to say you know will you sponsor a set of jerseys for me football team will you sponsor so it's really really important that we support businesses that have a strong local environmental ethos because again they're creating employment in our area they're cutting down on carbon emissions they're giving you access to good healthy local natural food that's fresh yeah. and even for our bodies that's what we need you know you're, if you look in your supermarket now you know when you go in you're surprised when you take note and have a look at where your potatoes like potatoes something that you know we're famous for in Ireland the amount of food we're supporting <laughs> they come the other thing we need place. to do yeah the other thing we need to do is start growing our own yeah. it's not a huge thing you know to start even if you start small in your little garden if you just have a window box and start with your herbs the whole mental health element as well around putting your hands in the earth and reconnecting is massive but you know in terms of businesses as well even in terms of food businesses segregating and going back to it again segregating the massive amount of food waste that we're producing in this country every year we produce produce enough food waste to fill Croke Park two and a half times. That's crazy, isn't it? Now, Eleanor, Florida, just we're not used to Croke Park, but everyone's <laughs> used to Croke Park. That's a lot of banana skins and burgers and onion pieces and things like that. Yeah, no, as a Dubliner, I know exactly what you mean about the size of Croke Park. Here you go, we go. But Eleanor, just coming back to you there on, on the... Um, that sustainability and sourcing products locally is that a challenge for a business like yours or did it take long for you to, to develop the network so that you were able to offer all the products that you want and source as many of them from local local suppliers um i guess we um because we shopped it within well, these are the products that we would have bought ourselves we would have shopped at the market we would have we had some connections already prior to starting the shop and then once we opened other people came to us and then we opened up um other connections with so it hasn't been hugely hugely challenging like there's 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 a lot available and yeah. um, we have great local growers in Kilkenny we're really lucky we have had we have um um Sinead Cranwell we have um, Riversfield Farm we have Eamon out in Callan as well so we have really strong local growers so they were a great starting point for us and we decided before we we opened that um all our all our vegetables, all our fruits were going to be organically produced and produced as locally as possible. So we um, we try to keep things as seasonal as possible too, because um, seasonality is is so important in in cutting down waste and in cutting down. Um, the, the the carbon emissions involved in, in production as well. Obviously, if you're if you're buying something from another country that has to be shipped here and it's completely out of season, it, it demands an awful lot more. And there must be a real sense. What I'm getting from listening to you talk there is that sense of community that that within that sustainable living community. That's really what it is. It's a community of people learning from one another and helping do this. And this is really what this show is all about. It's trying to let more and more people into that community. Have you seen that community, Eleanor, grow and grow over the last number of years? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And one of our favourite things is to see somebody come in with their own produce and then they go and buy other people's other local produce. Um, and to, to see that connection of how when, when 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 we support a local grower or support a local producer, then they literally have have more cash in their hand to go and, and spend it in the local economy. So it becomes as well. that circular economy Absolutely. again. Absolutely, and they're very much focused 
on shopping local and buying from other people who are producing locally as well. But absolutely, in the last, um, we opened in 2013 and things were very, very different back then. The supermarkets, I guess, were had were quite a different um, shopping um, profile than they are now. They've started to move more into natural foods um, as well. But um, things have changed an, an awful lot since then. And I would say it has really snowballed in the last couple of years, um, especially during the pandemic the focus on local has really really taken off it's been quite amazing really to see people really begin to take notice of of what they're doing and how their actions their own individual actions can can impact their their own local environment but also um um it's it's a real it's a real challenge isn't it because i mean i'm looking at the time ticking away and ticking away and thinking about we've only really began to tip touch the tip of the iceberg excuse the pun in relation to the environmental changes that we're facing but that's the whole point of this show we've kicked it off tonight we're having a chat with all of you guys we'll definitely have you both on jeanette from the environmental officer at carlo county council thank you for joining us you will come and join us again jeanette won't you absolutely look at absolutely look at this great there's great information out there and, and what you're doing brian is great in that sharing practical information in a public way. Thank you very much. We shall talk to you again. And Eleanor from The Little Green Grocer, will you come back and talk to us in detail about all the food that you guys supply up there when we do our food special? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, listen, it's been great to have you in in studio with me. Nice to have a bit of company considering everybody else has been on the phone lines. Well, that's it. Done and dusted the very first ever episode of our special ecological show here on KCLR. I'll be back with you on Saturday morning for the breakfast buffet. And more importantly, if this type of topic is of interest to you, share it with your friends and let them know that we'll be talking in a lot more more detail about everything in an ecological type of way here on KCLR every Thursday between 6 and 7. Take care. Making a change for good. KCLR's Ecological. In association with La Hartz Volkswagen. Discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie.